I'm back. I lowered my desk. Guess who's back? Back again. I, I think I, it's me. I, I, this is not that hmm? album. I <laughs> thought that we were listening to the Marshall Mathers L. I started too low. <laughs> <laughs> I thought uh-huh. we were listening to Marshall Mathers LP. I mean, I, thought, I listened to the right one. I just thought that we'd be talking about the one that actually made an impact on my life. Yeah, me too. Whoops. I, I, Cameron, I'm gonna, I'm gonna level with you with a confession. I did not know that my name is uh, is a different song from the real Slim Shady. Yeah, because he uh, samples it, doesn't he? Uh something like that. I don't know, but like I, I listened and I was like, wait, when does he start um, talking about sitting next to Britney Spears at the Grammys or whatever? <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's start the show. Let's okay. consider it started. Yeah, let's talk about it. Welcome to 2020. It's time for some hindsight, and hindsight is... um, Let's do a redo. (laughs) God damn it. False start. False start. Hey, well, it's um, New Year, New We have, uh, are now talking... It's the Eminem show. No, wait, that's a different album. Um, no, this is a podcast. You guys heard of those? You guys heard of these podcasts? <laughs> I think they're. I think they're starting to. Um, I think they're starting to become a big deal. Um, yeah. Ever since Conan invented them. Um, <laughs> so that's what this is. Uh, thank you, Conan, for your inspiration. And it's a new year. It's a new us. We we're working on our beach bodies, and we're working on our uh, slim. Uh, we're trying to slim down our shadies. Do you do you think uh, Joe Rogan and Adam Carolla will ever bring back the Man Show as a podcast? <laughs> I don't know. I don't really have more than a dim idea of what that actually is. <laughs> uh, basically, the the kind of grossest misogynistic on purpose uh, show that I've ever seen. Oh, where the where the end credits were always like blondes jumping on trampolines. Oh, okay, that's it's on Comedy Central. I mean, I understand that it's tasteless on purpose, but it's still tasteless. It wasn't really ironic. <laughs> it was only ironically ironic. <laughs> the irony canceled itself out, and I'm Nathan Hunt by the way. And I'm Cameron DeWitt. Thanks for listening, everyone, as we now enter what is our fourth calendar year of this show. And That's the Earth's right. final calendar year. The Earth's final calendar be, year. <laughs> we mm-hmm. thought it would be uh, environmental destruction uh, through global warming. Mm-hmm. I thought we were going to uh, have a good 10 years before uh, total destruction of the planet and the human race. Yeah. But uh, no, uh, luckily. It turns out we just couldn't wait. We opened our gift early. <laughs> yeah. I mean... Who can really, you know, there's just so much anticipation. You just, you just gotta like, uh, just tear that wrapping paper off and lob a hypersonic missile at one of Iran's top military leaders. Yeah. We've all been there. We've all been there. Mm. So and yeah, well, uh, thanks for being with us as we confront oil field. Hmm? So, 
coincidentally, they found a new oil field. Oh, goody. That's going to help. Um, yeah. So thanks for uh, being with us, everyone, as we confront the apocalypse. And uh, yeah, this uh, this will be the last uh, show that you'll ever listen to. <laughs> yeah. What are you doing? <laughs> Go hug your loved ones. <laughs> Go hug your loved ones. Um, buy a bunker. Uh, stock up on prepper slop. Um, but not in Australia. <laughs> Ah, fuck. Everything's fucked. Um, yeah. So this is the Slim Shady EP. Uh, sorry, LP. It's long playing. It's not extended playing. Uh, it's actually the Slim Shady TLP. TLP. Toilet long paper. Uh, too long. Play. Oh, oh <laughs> yes. That's true. It has what an hour. Twenty twenty tracks. Yeah. And a I lot mean, of them are skits that are less than a minute, but still, it's just too much. And pointless, yeah. 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 It felt so, like the old days of listening to it in ICP on a few levels. Yeah, it really is. Um, yeah, there's a lot of uh, stuff that really reminded me of ICP here. I was like, oh, hey, I don't know. This is also around the time that they started feuding um, ICP and Eminem, uh, which is funny considering how similar a lot of the stuff they do is. Yeah. Uh, hey, that brings something up, which is a while back when we when we started the show, we used to cover every song, mm-hmm. and then somewhat recently, well, was it somewhat? I feel like, like it was like I don't, maybe eight nine months ago or so. We stopped. Well, it was more than that, I think. Then maybe a year ago, we stopped covering every song because yeah. I think T Pain broke us mm-hmm. with his super long albums. Yes, of trash. <laughs> Yeah. And um and then we recently started talking about every song again. And now I think maybe we should stop. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, because, we should definitely skip the skits for sure. Cuz yeah, I mean, we can like mention them really quickly, but like this this might lend itself to jumping around a bit. Yeah, I think so. Okay, although great. although if we do not, that, I I'm feel not like I'm very prepared for that, but I'm also not prepared to talk about 20 songs in order. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. Um, although the downside to doing that is, uh, I don't. None of these really stood out enough that I would be able to say, "Oh, I want to talk about this song next." Okay, well, let's go in order and then just say, "Let's skip that one; it's boring." Okay, or yeah. just play a sound sample real quick. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, which is it? <laughs> what? <laughs> Do I have to count all those no's and yes? Uh, yeah, you got to figure out which. I mean, because. A no and a yes cancel each other out, so you got to figure out which one wins in the end. And let me know what you find out, because I um, don't really know. There's that, like, meme going around about how Russia is the only language... A school teacher is telling their kids that Russia is the only language that has a double positive that equals a negative, and then a student says, yeah, right. Yeah, right, yeah. Which I feel like that doesn't really work, because that's irony right yeah it's it's not not functionally it's not grammatical like double positive to negative it's sarcasm it's a sarcasm it is a um it's tonal yeah yeah i mean you you could say you could say the same thing if for someone saying like no it's like that's it's not it's not a uh (laughs) it's not a grammatical singular uh positive negative you know (laughs) pedant fight (laughs) <laughs> I just realized that like me 
challenging that is like even worse. Is it? I don't know. I had a good time talking about it. Great. Cameron, I don't know what the fuck we're even doing. I this mean, is it's also like the people, you know, okay, while I'm at it, the pe- the people yeah. who are complaining about it not actually being a new decade. Oh. Um, and it's like obviously we're going to group the the years together that have the same tens place. Yeah, why would that I don't understand that argument. Why 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 you would say it's not a new decade? It's like the the uh the tens place changed over like if a decade is not defined by the tens place i think you got some serious uh etymological explaining to do about the word decade yeah i don't know all right uh listeners hit us up tell us why we're wrong um and i'll ignore it (laughs) (laughs) because i Uh, will not listen to reason and i will not be corrected (laughs) and i will persist in my absolutely wrong and misinformed opinions and i'm proud of it yeah, so what do we do on this show, Cameron? I don't know anymore. We're, we're in a weird <laughs> mood today. <laughs> we are. I think I just fuck. feel weird after listening to this album. It wasn't good. No. And I mean, a lot of the rap wasn't good, which I was disappointed with. Yeah. I mean, it's all better than ICP, but there is. That's true. It all. It wasn't like as good I, as his first album. Yeah, it wasn't. We'll, I we'll wasn't say expecting yeah. that. Yeah. It's it's a it's a regression, and uh, it's also just like I don't know. It feels like a almost like a personal or ethical regression too, because yeah, <laughs> he he pulls out this Slim Shady character who I don't I doubt it was fresh in 1999, but lo- looking at it from where we are now in 2020, it is pretty fucking tiresome to see like a just like essentially a troll, just like yeah, I'm gonna yeah, say a bunch of like provocative. Word. Uh, like a provocative, um, just like edgelord bullshit. And it's like, yeah, whatever, dude. Like he, he doesn't even feel like he's making a larger social point. Like he doesn't have the same kind of social commentary that ICP did. Um, a lot of the time, there are some moments where he talks about poverty and anxiety and poverty, but he, once Mm -hmm. again, he did it way better in the last album. Mm hmm. Yeah, totally. So yeah, I'm kind of disappointing to say, you know, (laughs) Yeah, so far this year kind of sucks. Yeah. So the music that we've covered this this whole year, yeah, is kind of disappointing. So, yeah. man. Yeah. Well, you want to talk about the first track, public service announcement? Yeah. It's kind of funny, I guess. Sure. This is a public service announcement brought to you in part by Slim Shady. The views and events expressed here are totally fucked, and are not necessarily the views of anyone. However, the events and suggestions that appear on this album are not to be taken lightly. Children should not partake in the listening of this album with laces in their shoes. Slim Shady is... Is someone whispering? I don't know. It kind of sounds like it. Also, what's up, you cool babies? Well, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Um, exactly. And then whatever the dumb South Park one is that came out before this. Um, Oh, Oh, I forgot. There's a nice moment that you left out. Uh, which is fine, but um, uh, you know it says upon purchasing purchasing this album, you have agreed not to try this at home. And then the announcer just sort of says, uh, "Any anything else?" <laughs> like yeah, it feels character. like it's being dictated to him by uh, Slim Shady. Yeah, and then Eminem says, "Yeah, don't do drugs." <laughs> <laughs> that is a pretty funny punchline. Yeah, I thought especially it was good. coming from Eminem or Slim Shady, rather, I guess. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, you want to talk about my name is? Yeah. Here we go. I smoke a fat pound of grass and fall on my ass faster than a fat bitch who sat down too fast. Right. Shady, wait yeah. a minute. That's my girl, dog. I don't give a fuck. God sent me to piss the world off. Hi, my name is. What? My name is. My name is. My name is I like this beat pretty well. It's one of the only major key ones. Ah, yeah. So it's like a moment of levity. Yeah. Uh, it's produced by Dr. Dre. Um, I think the story goes that Dr. Dre heard Eminem's Slim Shady EP, maybe? Or maybe here well, at Infinity? No, uh, Eminem competed at the Rap Olympics in Los Angeles. And someone sent the tape or whatever to Dr. Dre, who said, I don't give a fuck if you're purple. If you can kick it, I'm working with you. Mm, uh, yes, uh, that classic saying about um, it doesn't matter if you're black, white, green, red, purple, or polka dot. Because the skin color is the, the only uh, defining factor of race and ethnicity. Right. <laughs> So I guess Dr. Dre heard of Eminem. Some, wait, did you did you say how Dr. Dre heard of Eminem and yeah, heard his, I think his like someone sent him a tape from the um, the Rap Olympics. Mm. Is that what it's called? Apparently, or was oh. called. I feel like there's a pretty easy portmanteau. Why don't you just call it the Rap Olympics? Is that dumb? Is that bad? Is that a worse name? Yeah. Okay, that's good to know. Thank you for being honest with me. Or just call it the Olympics. <laughs> <laughs> i'll see you in court olympic <laughs> national committee i guess it's not a national committee but or whatever just, they're called. they should just petition to have rap be at the olympics god can you even at imagine least at the winter olympics that would be so fucking cool <laughs> i would tune in for that shit i not this fucking like curling bullshit hey you you leave curling out of this you're right that's low-hanging fruit um yeah so his name is uh chicka chicka slim shady hey kids uh, do you like, like violence the ultimate like white mom impression of um of like beatboxing <laughs> chicka, chicka, chicka. Yeah. <laughs> exactly <laughs> <laughs> soccer mom spouting off about all oh, those beatboxers with their chicka chicka and their umpsa umtis 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 hey kids uh, do you like violence bouncing cats Yes. Want to copy me and do exactly like I did? He says, try Sid and get fucked up worse than my life is. I'd never heard of anyone um, abbreviating acid, uh, otherwise known as LSD, as Sid. You don't think he was talking about SIDS? Oh, maybe, yeah, sudden infant death syndrome. He he got one of the SIDS. (laughs) This is a good joke, right? (laughs) Yeah, it's definitely not tasteless in any way. Uh, fuck. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of talk about um, hallucinogenic drugs, or specifically psychedelic drugs on this album. Uh, at one point, he's like having, uh, taking a bunch of mushrooms with a woman, um, and he's taking acid and stuff. Yeah. Uh, so mostly this is a sort of edgelord brag song about, but it's like a bragging about how, um, in an ICP kind of way, like... You know, I'm like a zombie and I kill people or whatever. Yeah. Like that kind of thing. Um, but, and there's a lot of absurdity, but there's a moment 
later on where it gets like a little dark mm-hmm. and a little bit more uh, like, you know, character development. The, the idea behind this mom? character is that he's a white, that he's white trash. That's not my word for it, but like right. that's the concept, the mm-hmm. archetype. Yeah, he, for Do, do you a... want to play the sound sample I'm talking about? Sure. Come here. When I was little, I used to get so hungry, I would throw fits. How you gonna breastfeed me, mom? You ain't got no tits. I lay awake and strap myself in the bed with a bulletproof vest on and shoot myself in the head. Bang! steaming mad. Ah. And by the way, you see my dad? Yeah. <laughs> Tell him that I slit his throat in his dream I had. That's a really interesting couplet to end on. Mm-hmm. And by the way, when you see my dad, Tell him that I slit his throat in this dream I had. It gets pretty dark, and it gets like for a kind of edgelord bragging song, he has quite a bit of self deprecation and self loathing too, because he says, I lay awake and strap myself in the bed with a bulletproof vest on and shoot myself in the head, which is obviously not where the bulletproof part is. Maybe um, he meant on his head. <laughs> put the vest on my head, yeah. Uh, he also has this pretty funny couplet. Um, all my life, I was very deprived. I ain't had a woman in years, and my palms are too hairy to hide. That's very good. <laughs> pretty funny. Um, there's like the the old uh, urban myth about how if you masturbate too much, your hand, your uh, palms will grow hair. So he hasn't had a woman in years, and he all has been doing is jacking off. I think. I think also. I don't think this happened in the last album, but I. Th- think we'll probably get to it at some point but i think there are songs where eminem just like owns up and talks about how he kind of has a small dick too interesting yeah or at least I think, slim shady does i think i was led there by maybe some genius annotations potentially on uh eminem's previous album but yeah he, um, he doesn't yeah th- there are parts of um eminem that just like don't seem to be that interested in sort of braggadocio yeah and I think that's like a theme in that eight mile movie. Mm, oh yeah. Cause like I, I haven't seen the movie, but I understand there is a scene. There's sort of like a Cyrano de Bergerac scene where he schools someone by insulting himself better than the other person insulting insulted him. Yeah. And thereby demonstrated his lyrical mastery. That's kind of good. I like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I liked it when wishbone did it. So there. There's a, lyrics, there's a lyric in here yeah. that says, 99% of my life was uh, I was lied to. I just found out my mom does more dope than I do. And yeah. Apparently, uh, his mom sued him yep. in 1999. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh, That's what I heard. Sue contends that the 26-year-old hip-hop superstar slandered her in various broadcast and print interviews by implying she was an unstable drug abuser. She's seeking $10 million in damages. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. Um, hmm. I think there's a lot to unpack there because that's weird. Also, the annotations on this album, I think, it, I don't know if it's this song, but on this album at least, um, said that uh, his mom did drugs while she was pregnant with Eminem. Um, and that's part of why he feels like he's kind of fucked up a little bit. Um, but again, that might just come from Eminem himself. I don't know if it's actually like substantiated in, in some way. Um, but yeah, that's, that's rough that like your, your relationship with your mom breaks down to the point where it becomes a $10 million lawsuit. 
Yep. Do you know what what happened? What was the what was the end of that story? What did did she win or not? Uh, I don't actually know. Okay, I couldn't find a story on that. Oh, here we go. She settled for twenty five thousand, but ended up only walking away with sixteen hundred. That's not very much money. No, it's not. That's usually what happens. Um, huh. And it's it, this is um, in this podcast I've been listening to called "You're Wrong About." Um, and I've, one of the I've things been they talk into it as well. Oh, isn't it as, great? As per your suggestion. Yes. It's so good. It's also kind of infuriating because of uh, how, how much we're wrong about. Um, and one of the things they talk about is how so many news stories that report on a lawsuit, for instance, will talk about like, oh, this fucking crazy woman sued McDonald's for $25 million because their coffee was too hot. Isn't she a dumbo? And it's like, yeah, well, oh, okay. Well, setting aside the fact that it was totally McDonald's fault, um, she may have sued them for like millions of dollars, but eventually it gets whittled down to like 50 grand in the various appeals and the various like judgments and stuff that come down. And eventually that gets whittled down even further. And then there's the lawyer fees and everything. So it's like, these people are not, it's, it's like totally a myth. I, I don't, I don't know if you hear it much these days, but I remember it being pretty, pretty common back in the day to have like late night comedians talking about, um, or, you know, politicians and comedians, public figures talking about how, America's too litigious and there are all these people out there that are trying to become millionaires by getting settlements. Yeah. And it, it just doesn't happen because yeah. nobody is ever getting that like amount of money and you basically have to start that high in order to even like come close to breaking even with like lawyer fees essentially. Uh, that reminds me of something that maybe I'll talk about in uh, what's in the box weekly next time, which is I watched Ooh. the movie um, marriage story. The new Noah Baumbach oh, movie. Oh, I'm really curious. I've it been was very good, but I'll talk Ooh, more about it te- next time. Teaser. Hey, if I Cameron, remember. what 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 is what in the, what's in the box weekly? Can you can you what what is that? Explain uh, that to it's me. a it's a weekly bonus podcast that you can only get if you are a supporter of Think Outside the Box Set. Hot dog. That sounds great. Now, how would somebody uh, hypothetically get around uh, g- getting access to that? get around you mean like get past the paywall no <laughs> Are people no, I mean, <laughs> accomplish how would someone accomplish fuck you how would someone what? accomplish getting access to that kind of a a stellar uh mini podcast show that sounds awesome uh you well you got to go to support dot mm, support dot box set dot website isn't working it's not yeah oh did i fuck up the um i might have you fucked up to, the redirects you go to boxset.website and then you click Oops. on the link that says Patreon. Oh fuck. Okay, well I will I will work or on patreon.com getting the redirect boxset. working again. So many options. You could find yep. it if you want. I fucked up the subdomain. I'm sorry. That is that's entirely on me. I, I, uh, I'll kill you. <laughs> oh, thank God. Um well, should we move on to the next song? Uh yes, we Keep should. We're talking about Harry Palms. Yes. Here we go. Guilty conscience. Look at the store clerk, she's older than George Burns. Fuck that, do that shit, shoot that bitch. Can you afford to blow this shit? I do that rich. Why you give a fuck if she dies? Are you that bitch? Do you really think she gets a fuck if you have kids? Man, don't do it, it's not worth it to risk it. Right. Not over this shit. Stop. Drop the biscuit. Don't even listen to Slim, yo. It's bad for you. You know what, Dre? I don't like your attitude. Now, Cameron. In what world would you imagine Dr. Dre being the good angel on your shoulder? 
Because whatever that world is, that's the world this song takes place in. Well, I don't think he's... Okay, so he is trying to be... Dre is the... Okay, so Dre is the angel, and Slim Shady is the devil. Yes. I guess the angel is more just saying, don't uh, kill a store clerk and steal money. Don't be a rapist. Mm -hmm. Uh, What else? Don't Uh, don't, don't kill uh, your... um, uh, cheating spouse. Yes. But I think he acquiesces for that one, right? He does. He does though. Yeah. Uh, oh, fuck it. What am I saying? Shoot them both. Grady. Where's your gun at? So they, they're not playing characters. They're playing literal. They're, they're playing themselves as if they were, you know, metaphysical conscience beings, conscious conscience beings. And, mm-hmm. um, at one point in that scene, Slim Shady confronts Dr. Dre about how he assaulted uh, someone, uh, a woman, maybe an old girlfriend or something at some point. Yeah. I mean, where's the lyric about that? Is it in the, in the end, Mr. Dre, Mr. NWA, Mr. AK coming straight out of Compton. Y'all better make way. How in the fuck are you going to tell me, how are you going to tell this man not to be violent or, Oh no, here we go. You going to take advice from somebody who slapped D Barnes. That's it. Yeah. D. Barnes was... Uh, uh, is there an annotation on there? Yeah, it says, Dr. Dre pleaded no contest to beating Fox TV personality D. Barnes, the host of Pump It Up Rap Show, uh, at a Hollywood party, although he claimed he just, quote, threw her through a door. That's all. Yep. Pretty cool. Uh, it's not actual beating if you're... <laughs> it was... It was... Um, it was wrestling. Yeah, I mean, I guess he's technically correct that that is not technically a beating, I guess. It's definitely assault. Um, yes. <laughs> so so I was reading an annotation about it, and uh, Eminem apparently was nervous about that lyric. And then when Dr. Dre heard it, he fell off his chair laughing. Oh, Cool. Yeah, cool. That's uh, someday we'll look back on this time I threw you through a door, and we'll laugh. So yeah, Kim, uh, Kim, no, it's this is early it's, on it's in fine. the album. It's, it's no big deal. Even the Pope does it. Okay, so are we gonna like have this fight now about <laughs> whether or not Dude, the Pope the- shouldn't have like hit this woman's hand because she wouldn't let go of him? <laughs> no, I'm just. I'm just referencing it because it's timely, Cameron. Ripped straight from the headlines. Um, there won't be headlines by Tuesday when I release this. Oh, yeah, um, that's right. Uh, Pope, uh, The Pope did a hit. Uh, look in the learning He did links. do a hit. And he apologized. I mean, I feel like he was pretty well justified because she was being pretty rough with him. And yeah, and he's an old-ass man. He's an old ass man, and um, she was <laughs> borderline assaulting man. him. <laughs> He's not a boob man. He's an old ass man, and uh, she was basically assaulting him. And apparently, someone I read someone claiming that he used to be a bouncer back in the day. Oh, interesting. so maybe some of his old like bouncer instincts kicked in. He smacked a lot of hands. <laughs> <laughs> or yeah, threw a bunch of there's a lot of hands doors. reaching for a lot of cookie jars, and you just gotta smack them. <laughs> He's a cookie jar bouncer. Yeah. Episode title. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. That's great. <laughs> Woo. What are we even doing? Uh, what is this? Track three? 
I want to die. Um, yeah. Is there? It okay, is track we, three. Fuck. We talked about this enough, right? Is there anything? Yeah. Let's. No, it's just no. I, who gives a shit? Oh, there's I one mean, like for little. One. I did a sample. You have a. You did a sample. Let's sample it. Wait. What if there's an explanation for this shit? What? She tripped, fell, landed on his dick. All right, Shay. Okay. Maybe he's right, Brady. But think about the baby before you get all. Uh, I know that's like an old joke, but I still think it's funny. <laughs> that is funny. It, it reminds me of um, MTV had a is a series of cartoon flyers or posters or something that they used to to spread around uh that involved that had like these really silly um uh situations like some dude like roller skating and then he loses control and some girl is like bending over in her car like getting something out of the back seat and he like rams into her from behind and then the the like the um the the punchline or the the very final panel says sex is not an accident like always use a condom. <laughs> <laughs> There's one where someone especially <laughs> when you're skateboarding. <laughs> Sorry, did I say skateboarding? I meant rollerblading. Rollerblading. <laughs> He's fucking rollerblading. And there's one. There's one where like the woman's on it or like the man's on the toilet and she like falls on his trip. I guess I guess she trip fell and landed on his dick in that one. So they'll they'll be on the show notes. <laughs> How do you like that, Cameron? Me volunteering that? Ah, uh, god damn it! Okay. <laughs> MTV sex is never an accident. If you just do a Google image search, you'll pull them up. Yeah. All right. Brain damage. Brain damage. yeah brain damage so yeah this song's sort of all about this really leans into the the white trash stereotype but in i think a pretty empathetic way just talking about a a a kid um just being failed by every adult and kid Mm -hmm. um in his right. life and being just completely uh, marginalized. Yeah. I think this is the one where I read the annotation about his mom, like doing drugs uh, when she was pregnant with him. I don't remember what line it's on. Uh, we get, yeah. we get a little bit of uh yeah. So um, it's, there's a lot of stuff about bullying in this one specifically. Um, he calls out a kid named D'Angelo Bailey, who apparently also sued him. Um, Claiming that he slandered Bailey's character. Yeah, he says D'Angelo Bailey, like literally in the song. Uh, And then uh, the genius says, the case ended up being dismissed by the judge. And then (laughs) this is the kicker, who wrote her own rap at the end of the ruling to explain her decision. Holy shit. That sounds like it was. rap exist? Oh, fuck. It's on the genius. (gasps) (gasps) To convey the court's opinion to fans of rap. Cameron, beatbox for me. The court's research staff has helped the court put the decision into a universally understandable format. Be- uh, beatbox, give me a beat. Okay. Mr. Bailey complains that his rep is trash, so he's seeking compensation in the form of cash. Bailey thinks he's entitled to some sort of monetary gain because Eminem uses name in vain. I'm way off the beat. <laughs> this is way faster. It's 
<laughs> Slow it down. <laughs> Is it too fast? It was way too fast for what I, I was doing. I can't, I can't doing, at all because of my sick beats. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> also, right, the, a, you, Skype is going to introduce a lot of lag, and you're going to have a very bad time editing this. No, I don't. I don't think so because it's uh, yeah. it's going to be on your end, right? Like it'll link up on your end. I guess so. Yeah. Okay. Right. Let's try a little slower. No, let's do. I think this will be good, and then we should <laughs> we should do a second it's, take. <laughs> or that this is a good idea that you have. Wait, you're going to edit this part out and then we'll do the second take? No, it's, it's all about the process. Okay, yeah, yeah. Every, let, let's just part the kimono. Everyone can hear how the sausage is made. <laughs> Those are not metaphors that should go together. And by sausage, we mean very good rap. Yeah, exactly. It's very good. <clears throat> okay, verse two. That's still the same speed. How fast do you want? Oh man, I wish you could just do it, but you're recording on your end, so I, there's no way yeah. I'm going to sync it up. Okay. Yeah. Ooh, that's a good beat. Eminem says Bailey used to throw him around. Oh boy, this is not good rap. <laughs> it's not very rhythmic. Beat him up in the jaw and shoved his face in the ground. Okay, that's a good. That's a good line. That's rhythmic. Eminem contends that his rap is protected by the rights guaranteed by the First Amendment. Eminem maintains that the story is true and that Bailey beat him black and blue. Oh. And the alternative, he states that the story is phony and a reasonable person would think it's baloney. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Yeah. It's not... Hey, this goes on a while, doesn't it? it, Yeah, it's long. Um, Uh, There's one point where it says, so highly objectionable. It could not be. Bailey was happy to hear his name on a CD. (laughs) Oh, boy. That's... Oh, no. Maybe there's a way to squeeze that in. Train wreck. (laughs) Yikes. I mean, there was an effort. And you know what? I think I'm, uh, I'm okay with saying that judges don't necessarily have to be amazing rappers. Um, MC Deborah Servito hip-hop legend <laughs> yeah uh this is on genius lyrics by the way yeah like we're reading <laughs> yes from we'll put a link in the show notes that hosts eminem lyrics yes exactly <laughs> Ooh. Ooh, that's very good yep okay well setting that aside uh brain damage um yeah he gets beat up and uh he says brain damage ever since the day i was born Drugs is what they used to say I was on. Uh, he rhymes born with on, which is pretty fun. So he's like, he's uh, he's experiencing trauma, and the way that he reacts to the trauma makes people think that he is on drugs, which is kind of sad, uh, but is understandable yeah. because, you know, uh, trauma and uh, experiencing bad shit can make you dissociative. It can make you space out. It can make you, uh, I mean, if you cry, your eyes get red shot, like, or bloodshot. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of shit that can happen that will make people think you're on drugs. There's some, uh, weird shit happening here. Uh, that's very ICP made it home later that same day started. This is after he's beat up by a bully. Um, and then he goes and hits him with a broomstick. Uh, then it says made it home later that same day, started reading a comic and suddenly everything became gray. I couldn't even see what I was trying to read. I went deaf and my left ear started to bleed. Uh, so that's the sort of trauma catching up to him and he was beat up and that's 
catching up to him. My mother started screaming, what do you want, drugs? Look at you, you're getting blood all over my rug. She beat me over the head with the remote control, opened a hole, and my whole brain fell out of my skull. I picked it up and screamed, look, bitch, what have you done? Oh my God, I'm sorry, son. Uh, shut up, you C-word, he says. I said, fuck it, took it, and stuck it back up in my head. Then I sewed it shut and put a couple screws in my neck. And now he's a Frankenstein rapper. Now he's a, he's a Frankenstein. <laughs> Frankenstein's monster. Mm. Cameron, knowledge is... <laughs> I'm going to quote an internet meme that I saw once somewhere. Knowledge is knowing that... Uh, that the that the the Frankenstein's monster is the creature. Wait, no. How does it go? Knowledge is knowing that Franken Frankenstein's monster is the creature. And don't put a tomato in a fruit salad. And don't put a tomato in a fruit salad. But wisdom is knowing that Frankenstein is the monster. You know, because the the doctor the doctor is the monster. Doop 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 doop. Yep. Ah, uh, fuck. You want to move on to the next song? Yeah, the next skit. Mm, let's fucking skip it. I don't even okay, give a skip shit. Okay, skip the skit. Well, this is, I think, an actual uh, voicemail from his lawyer. Oh, maybe is it? It's not. <laughs> maybe it's not. But he's I... saying, like, hey, tone it down a little bit. Uh, there's only so much I can, I can explain. Give me a call. It's actually a good performance. Okay, well, let's listen to it, yeah. I guess. Hey, what's going on? This is Paul Rosenberg, your faithful attorney of law. Listen, I listened to the rough copy of your album, and... Uh, you know, I just got to be honest with you. Uh, can you tone it down a little bit? Because there's only so much I can explain. Give me a call. I kind of appreciated that. I thought it was pretty good. It's funny. It's it's credited written by Paul Rosenberg, which is funny. Apparently, he is uh, Eminem's manager and lawyer and agent, as well as the representative for Blink-182. Oh. So, Busy that's boy. fun. Yeah. I kind of like that, that that weird, like metatextual almost like kayfabe thing going on i kind of like that i don't have anything to say about if i had if you had something to say about it though what would you say (laughs) 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 let's at least listen to the sound sample and i'll take a quick look at the lyrics So this is another song where he's like really getting into the leaning into the white trash thing. Um, in that sense, it's it's kind of a little bit ICP. Also because his flow is not very good on this song, so it also sounds a little like ICP. Yeah, I mean, I like that chorus because it's like pretty lazy um, yeah. in its delivery. But the rest of it, he just says tired of, not, Yeah. at the beginning of most of the lines. And it feels I, like ICP. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. It's very ICP. I do like that he refers to a BMW in a in a shall we say a shitty way. <clears throat> Tired of not having a home to have one if I did have one on. Tired of not driving a BM. <laughs> Tired of not working at GM. Tired of wanting to be him. Get it? BM. He says BM instead of BMW. BM stands for bowel movement. It's a poop. It's shitty. That's the joke. Very good. So good. And uh, I think he's referring to the Bare Naked Ladies song, If I Had a Million Dollars. I vaguely uh, remember that. You vaguely remember that? Yeah, only. Oh, hmm. 
I guess I was more into bare naked ladies than you were. You were still a virgin back then. Let's move on to another ICP style song called 97 Bonnie and Clyde. And don't worry about that little booboo wanna throw. It's just a little scratch, it don't hurt. Her was eating dinner while you were sweeping and spilled ketchup on her shirt. Mama's messy, ain't she? We'll let it wash off in the water and me and you can play by ourselves, can't we? Just the two of us. Just the two of us. And when we ride, just the two of us. Just the two of us. Just you and I. I think this is very inspired by uh the tupac song um what is it 96 bonnie and clyde or no it's i guess the song is called me and my girlfriend um and but apparently he refers to being the 96 bonnie and clyde the year gotcha. previous 1996 oh yeah here we go it's in the refrain actually look for me lost in the whirlwind 96 bonnie and clyde me and my girlfriend Doing 85 when we ride, trapped in this world of sin, born as a ghetto child, raised in the wor- in this whirlwind. Uh, I've never heard that song. I th- hmm, I actually don't know. I think I've heard that song. Or maybe I'm thinking of that other song where there's a woman on it and she talks about... Where's that song where it's like, all I need in my life sin is me and my boyfriend? You know that one? Uh, no. Is me and my... I'm typing. I'm typing. There we go. <laughs> typing, typing. <laughs> this all seems real. <laughs> M. E. <laughs> ampersand. <laughs> M. <laughs> y. Uh, all right, we gotta talk. We gotta talk about this song, probably. Um, Do we? Yeah, at least. Yeah, I mean, it's a murder ballad about him fictionally killing his real girlfriend. Yeah, it's very ICP, and it's not good. It's and and, and running away with uh, their daughter, and the the just the two of us is about him and his daughter. Oh, the song one. I'm thinking of, sorry, I, I finished uh, Googling it. It took me a while for whatever reason, uh, is uh, the other song that was inspired by the Tupac song, which is called Oh Three Bonnie and Clyde by Jay-Z. And the chorus goes, all I need in this life of sin is me and my girlfriend. And then there's a woman okay. who says, down to the ride till the very end is me and my boyfriend. Anyway, sorry, I interrupted you. Well, um, this song is like pretty disturbing, and I think that's the point but there's a lot of like goo goo gaga boo boo baba kaka like kind of language in it. Yes. Uh and it's just like kind of gross and I don't really enjoy listening to it. <laughs> no, I I don't either because um I disenjoy it. I, I anti enjoy it. Um because the idea is he's talking to his daughter Haley who is young and he's doing cute baby talk to her about yeah. how he killed her mother and stuffed her in the trunk. Yeah, and she's and she's actually in the studio for this. Wait, f- wait, what? Yeah. Oh uh, no, Haley about- is his his yeah, daughter. The- Haley is. I thought yeah. I thought you meant his um his girlfriend Kim. Yeah, he says he talks about it in his book. He says um, this little topic of discussion. This is his two thousand book, Angry Blonde. This little topic of discussion was also written in the summer of ninety seven. Again, during that time, a lot of fucked up shit. 
just started snowballing for me. It was also when Kim and I weren't really seeing eye to eye and whatnot. See, we weren't together and she was using my daughter Haley as a weapon against me and she wasn't letting me see her. I originally wrote the song to get back at her so that she could hear it. Great. I didn't write the song thinking that I was going to get a fucking record deal and that this was a song uh, that was going to be huge or even talked about. I mean, at the most, I thought it would be talked about in Detroit, but I didn't figure I was going to get a deal and go nationwide with it. My original reason for making it was to piss her off. I even went so far as to use Haley for the vocal you hear on the record. It was my little baby's first musical appearance. Regardless, I think it's... um, on uh, one of my favorite concept songs Wait, originally what? that is not how i expected him to take that yeah this is back in 2000 um i'd be okay. curious to see what he said about it since uh originally dj head made the beat uh it didn't sound like the bill withers version anymore uh head had the bass line going down like tunt to tunt tunt ta tunt tunt he's just dictating the rhythm so it just yep. clicked in my head instantly a song about just me and my daughter. The timing was perfect on it. I got the beat, thought of the hook and what to do about uh, and what to write about. But I thought, how can I make a song about Haley? I didn't want to make the shit corny or nothing, but I was also trying to piss Kim off. I put a lot of my personal shit out there, but I don't care. See, it's like every time somebody disses me, I'm a talk about them. It's kind of like if you piss me off, I'm going to respond in my songs. Okay, Kim, you're going to piss me off, then I'm going to make you look stupid in front of all these people. But I don't limit this attitude to just Kim. I mean everybody. Great. That's very mature and cool and very cool. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's really funny that he thinks that he's making her look stupid for being murdered. Yeah, that's weird that he would phrase it that way. Yeah, because if anything, I feel like it makes him look stupid and shitty and immature and bad. Yeah, <laughs> it's just—it's <laughs> really bizarre. Um, but I guess like it's just a reminder that the way that misogynists think is um, fundamentally a double standard, and that's yes. And um, the like the 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 huge sin that he feels justified in murdering her for is that she tried to move on and find a new uh, partner and create a a family and like create a better life for her daughter and, and uh, get get a step stepfather for her daughter. Yes. Like, yeah, that's, yeah, that's a, that's such a horrible, awful thing that you deserve to be murdered for and thrown in a lake. And also, by the way, uh, your new husband and his son deserve to be murdered too, and also thrown in the lake. Wait, his son? Oh shit! I forgot that that was part of it. Now we'll go play in the sand, build a sandcastle and junk. But first, just help dad with two more things out the trunk. I think the implication is it's the, it's the, uh, it's the step dada and the new brother. Yeah, yeah. So well, it's not even sucks. like funny. He doesn't. He doesn't make like any attempt to make it silly or exaggerated or funny in the way that like ICP did. So it, it, it doesn't come across as like, um, unrealistic, like say what you will about ICP. I mean, there's definitely songs where they are just indulging in fairly realistic fantasy about violence towards women. But a lot of the time, even their violence that they felt was justified is silly and carnivalesque. And this is just like, no, this is like a pretty disturbing, like very realistic fantasy of 
him talking to his daughter in a way that doesn't clue her into the actual like horror of what he's doing. And he just feels super justified in what he's doing. Yeah. 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 Not good. Uh, I don't know what the point of that is. And uh, if I'm not supposed to take it seriously in any way, then like, how am I supposed to take it? Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the only way description it description is, is pretty fraught. <laughs> yes. Um, I hope. And I wonder if Eminem grows up from that uh, description that he gave in the year 2000, which is only a year after the song has come out. I mean, this, well, this you can came afford out. a lot of counseling when you uh, sell a lot of records like that. That's true. <laughs> so hypothetically, maybe. <laughs> yeah. And Eminem does seem to actually broach the topic of mental health. Um, I don't know if it's in a very good way, but uh, you know, he has that song with like, I'm friends with the monsters that's under my bed and the voices inside of my head and all that shit. So I don't know. Are you talking we'll about see. the Venom theme song? Uh, is that, is that the, no, is that, <laughs> was that used as the theme song for the Venom movie? He, he made a song called Venom for Venom. No, I think and it's the called like just goes venom, venom, venom. Oh no, <laughs> it has like um. You know venom. You guys remember venom? Uh, Eminem. It's called. It's not called monster, right? Uh, uh Rihanna. Gonna... Rihanna is the guest vocalist, and the song is called the monster. I'm gonna say we need to move on. <laughs> yes, like we absolutely do. <laughs> We're okay, not okay. even halfway through. I say we okay. just skip all the fucking skits because they don't matter at all. And even if we do that, we have uh, nine songs to get through. All right. Um, Yikes. Okay. So, or rather, nine songs remaining. I don't know. If let's we... let's just like not really talk about the songs, but like, but just like really quickly summarize. So the bitch the bitch skit is uh, Zoe Winkler, Henry Winkler's daughter, as in the Fonz. No, left really. Voicemail. Um, because I think this is kind of interesting. And basically she's just saying Eminem is disgusting. Uh, he's misogynistic. Um, mm-hmm. And then he somehow got a hold of it. And then he uh, tried to pay her money for it. And she said, no, you have to have lunch with me instead. And uh, he is quoted as saying, the whole way down to the restaurant, I was thinking, yo, I'm going to have to smack this girl. There I was all ready to defend myself. And then when I got there, she was like, oh, hi, Eminem. It's so nice to meet you. The whole thing just flipped on me. That was what he said to San Francisco Gate on May 8th, 1999. Uh, So then she agreed. Okay. Isn't that a strange story? (laughs) It's a strange story, dog. Yeah. Uh, Role Model is about, um, you know, how it's just playing on uh, the, like, the first track, like don't do any of this stuff. And then in this song, he's saying, do do this stuff. Oh (laughs) yeah. Do do drugs. Do do drugs. Poop. Uh, and there's a, uh, a cameo. Oh, uh, do you want to listen to it? The, um, uh, let's listen to the, the, uh, the main sound, the like general sound sample for the song. And then we'll get to the cameo. Yeah. I don't even exist. I get a clean shave, babe, go to a rave, die from an overdose and dig myself up out of my grave. My middle finger won't go down. How do I wave? And this is how I'm supposed to teach kids how to behave. Now follow me and do exactly what you see. Don't you want to grow up to be just like me? I slap women in each room's an OD. Now don't you want to grow up to be just like me? There's a, there's a part of this song that 
has like a, a doorbell sound, like a doorbell buzzer sound. And it, it's, it sounds very much like the buzzer for my apartment. And so every time I was like listening to this thing, I was like, wait, is someone down? Is someone at the door? Wait, what? Ah, fuck. You got me again. Eminem. Yeah. All right. Well, let's, uh, yeah, he got me. Let's listen to the cameo. Jump behind the door. Put the orgy on hold. Kill them both. The smear blood and a white Bronco. My mind won't work if my spine don't jerk. I slap Garth Brooks out of his line. I'm not a player. Just an L rhyme. Say Ah, he went there. Yeah. It seems pretty indiscriminate. (laughs) (laughs) He doesn't seem to actually have much beef with Garth or really care about him in any way. He's just a famous person that he's lashing out at. This is what I think of your famous king of pop country. (laughs) (laughs) And your those famous rhinestone shirts that you wear. Yeah, you know how I Garth, don't think that's a thing. <laughs> you know how Garth always wears rhinestone shirts? You know. It's more of a Dolly Parton thing. It's more of a, like, 70s nudie suit kind of thing. Uh, so then, can we skip lounge? Well, yeah, obviously. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm unilaterally deciding we're skipping all the skits. I don't even give a okay. shit. I don't give a, sk- a shit about the skits. Uh, the song My Fault is about how he uh, gave mushrooms. This is all fictional. He gave like mushrooms to a girl and then she freaked out. Yeah. And it's just a story song and it's pretty boring. And there's a lot of voice. There's a lot of voices. Yeah. This will help you get in touch with your roots. We'll get barefoot, butt naked, and run in the woods. Oh, hell. I might as well try him. So obnoxious. Oh, dang. I ain't mean for you to eat the whole bag. I never meant to give you mushrooms, girl. I never meant to bring you to my world. But now you're sitting in the corner crying. And now it's my fault, my fault. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. She took too many mushrooms. Uh, there's an interesting story. Um, apparently there's a book called Eminem, the stories behind every song. And here's a quote from it. When Jeff Bass came up with the mushrooms line, Eminem got to thinking about an incident in which one of his friends had a bad acid trip quote. He was talking about how worthless he was and how fucked up his life was recalled Eminem who took it upon himself to reassure the guy who was going through a bout of depression. Uh, and then the genius annotator says in this fictional scenario, Eminem's friend is a girl and he's not quite as helpful. Yes. <laughs> yep. Uh-huh. And uh, there's a lot of just misogyny here. Um, he seems to get on her case and criticize her for being molested by her father as great. if it were her fault. <laughs> yeah, great. Very cool. I've been, I've been like plagued by a certain some, somewhat of an edgelord in uh, the old-time music community lately. And, I um, think I know who you're talking about. Yes, I'm, you will not be named. Um, uh, shout out if you're listening. So all, all of this stuff is like a little less, uh, e- even less charming to me because like uh, it's just like a little too close to home. Like these these songs about like just just being edgy for edgy's sake and um, uh, the victim blaming and um, uh, anti anti-political correctness and that kind of thing and mm-hmm. uh, it's just tiresome yeah it's not even like it doesn't it's it's not really provocative it doesn't like make me mad it just makes me so fucking exhausted so sick of this shit yeah all right speaking of uh being sick of shit you want to talk about come on everybody uh, sure 
this song this whole song was written to make the chorus in which he does like a it's i mean it's it's a dumb pun it's like he spells it in the porn way yeah so you know like all those pop songs are like come on everybody you know come on everybody dance come on everybody uh but instead of come on everybody he says he's basically saying like i'm going to jizz all over everywhere uh because it's c-u-m on everybody so I mean, I I guess I I cool. Well, I mean, whatever. Yeah. Um. He uh he does a lot of uh, edge lord shittiness. He talks about Kurt Cobain's brains getting blown out. Um. He talks about Lauren Hill. Yeah. Apparently, there was a rumor that said that she would rather her kids would starve than white people buy her music, which was just a dumb, unsubstantiated rumor that never actually happened. Um. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but th- this joke doesn't make any sense then because it says bought Lauren Hill's tape so her kids could starve, and then someone pretending to be her says, "I can't stand white people." Hmm. I guess so. the idea is if she actually said that, then if a white person did buy her tape, then she's so offended that she decides to let her kids starve. It doesn't seem uh, very well thought out. <laughs> nope. Uh huh. Yep, 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 yep. Uh, that's about all I have to say about this song. You want to talk about rock bottom? I do. But it wasn't a bottom. It was a rock bottom. Crazy. Yeah, basically. Sounds like that. Mm-hmm. I like those like oh, oh. <laughs> those like, like synth choir sounds. Keyboard. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> sounds like Sergio Leone. Yeah. It's good stuff. Yeah, there's another song about how fucking crazy and fucked up Eminem is. Um and I mean to be fair, his to be fair, his life uh was pretty fucked up at this point i think this is a pretty good song yeah it's maybe one of the better ones on this album yeah uh he has a better flow on a lot of his lines than he does for many of these songs yeah totally yeah i think this is like an actual real song that's vulnerable and good and yeah the kind of thing i'm looking forward to yeah in future eminem albums maybe and it, it feels like he's actually getting at at least some implicit social commentary yeah um I deserve respect, but I work a sweat for this worthless check. I'm about to burst this TEC at somebody to reverse this debt. Minimum wage got my adrenaline caged, full of venom and rage, especially when I'm engaged. And my daughter is down to her last diaper. It's got my ass hyper. Oh, I have a sample of that. Oh, great. I mean, he probably does it. He performs it almost as well as I did just there, I bet. <laughs> Do you want me to beatbox? <laughs> full of venom and rage. Especially when I'm engaged and my daughter's down to her last diaper. It's got my ass hyper. I pray that God answers. Maybe I'll last night. There's another shout out to God. Um, yeah. 
do you do you still think he's he's found his Christianity as he did in the last album? I well, no. <laughs> I mean, I think it's just like a a cultural sort of uh, aphorism, you know. Mm-hmm. Um. So apparently, he had the night he wrote this, he had just taken a bunch of pills, thrown up, and uh, he like got pretty sick. Oh, like took a bunch of pills as like a suicide attempt. Uh, I don't know. Mm. Yeah. Took a bunch of, uh, uh, took a bunch of codeine tablets. Hmm. Yeah. My life is full of empty promises and broken dreams. I'm hoping things look up, but there ain't no job openings. I feel discouraged, hungry and malnourished living in this house with no furnace unfurnished. That's see this, this flow is so much better than most of these songs. And I'm sick of working dead end jobs with lame pay. And I'm tired of being hired and fired the same day. But fuck it, if you know the rules of the game, play. Because when we die, we all know we go. Because we die, we know we all go in the same way. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I actually, this was a, a bit of a relief, even though it was such a bummer. But yeah. <laughs> just because it's actually a good song that's about something. Yes, I agree. Okay. Well, just don't give a fuck. Yeah. Bitch, I'm coming out swinging so fast that it make your eyes spin. You getting knocked the fuck out like my Tyson. The proof is in the pudding. It's that the song hold me. I slit your motherfucking throat worse than Ron Goldman. So when you see me on your block with two blocks, screaming fuck the world like Tupac, I just don't give a fuck. Talking this shit behind my back, dirty Mac, and telling your boys that I'm on crack, I just don't give a fuck. So put my tape back on the rack. That's kind of fun. The way, the like, the drawn out way he says, I just don't give a fuck. Yeah. It like goes longer than you expect it to, and it kind of doesn't really fit the rhythm. Early, I mean, it goes longer in the rhythm than you expect it to. I guess is a better way of putting it. Yeah. Um, what's What's this song about? Well, uh, what is it? Just sort of like general nihilism. I guess so, but it's kind of like bragging nihilism. Yeah. The looniest, zaniest, spontaneous, sporadic, impulsive thinker, compulsive drinker, addict, half animal, half man, dumping your dead body inside of a fucking trash can with more holes than an Afghan. I'm assuming they mean the uh, loosely knit blanket. Uh, yes, it is not capitalized on the genius. Well, um, I, there's some pretty good flow in this, even though I'm not necessarily crazy about the song. But do you want to play the sound sample? Yeah. There's a lot of pretty good, pretty good rhymes in here. Yeah. Don't take me for a joke, I'm no comedian Too many mental problems got me snorting coke and smoking weed again I'm going up over the curb, driving on the median Finally made it home, but I don't got the key to get in So when you That's see good. Me, yeah Also, whoever made that, like, uh, squealing tire sound did a good job in the Foley works Skirt skirt Uh, skeet skeet Yeah um anything else to say about this song other than that it has a sequel on this exact same album there's a weird uh skit uh soap opera yeah um we don't have to talk about it it mostly exists because the next song is called as the world turns which is the name of a soap opera i guess ah yeah so here's as the world turns I heard a bunch of cheering fans swarming. Grab that bitch by her hair, drug her across the ground, and took her up to the highest diving board to toss her down. Sorry, coach, it's too late to tell me stop. When I drop this bitch face down and watch her belly flop as the world turns. These are the days of our lives. These are the things that we must go through day by day. Is that Eminem singing in the background of that chorus? I think so. 
Yeah. I think it's, I, I think it's pretty funny that he's saying, like, these are the things that we go through day by day, uh, but all of the examples in the songs are absolutely absurd. <laughs> <laughs> I, I kind of... I kind of enjoy that joke in like an ICP kind of way. Um, yeah, this is. There's some pretty horrific violence in the song, but it's done in a in an obviously you know Tom and Jerry esque fashion. Yeah, this is the fun side of um, the Slim Shady, like uh, being a jerky boy. <laughs> Yo, they sh- never should have booted piece me out of, of dried meat. <laughs> yeah, they never should have booted me out of reform school. Deformed fool taking a shit in the warm pool till they threw me out the Ramada Inn. I said it wasn't me. I got a twin. <laughs> <laughs> it all started when my mother uh, took my bike away because I murdered my guinea pig and stuck him in the microwave. After that, it was straight to the forty ounces, slapping teachers and jacking off in front of my counselors. <laughs> There's a there's a cameo of one of our uh, favorite beverages. Oh yes. I met a slice. Said what up? It's nice to meet you. I like to treat you to a fago when it's like the pizza. But I'm broke as fuck and I don't get paid to the first the next month. But if you care to join me, I was about to roll this next blunt. Fago. I think it was about two years ago, and maybe almost two years ago when I tried fago for the first and probably last time. Mm-hmm. Up in, uh, on, uh, on the air. Yeah. And it was fine, right? I don't know. It just yeah, it tasted like sugary pop. Yep. <laughs> it was. It wasn't one of the interesting flavors. I think it was just root beer. Uh, there's like a two-way rape fight in the end. <laughs> oh boy. Oh boy. Uh, I don't even know if I want to ex- describe it. We don't really have time. And I don't think it's necessarily worth it. Do no. the play-by-play. I mean, it's very... Go listen cart- to it if you want. But. Yeah. It's very cartoony because he shoots five bullets at her and they just bounce off. Yeah. So I feel like that sort of helps it because it's so obviously not real. Uh, and she eats his leg? <laughs> yeah, like quickly. Yeah. Like unhinges her jaw. Like She swallowed my fucking leg whole like an egg roll. So I mean, there. That's what. That's whatever. Very but violent, like, Jay. the way he defeats her is by raping her to death, basically. So it. Yep. Is, that's not a great way to end that. Yep. All right. Let's move on. Yeah. <laughs> I can't. I can't handle much more of this. Okay. Uh, I mean, do you want to just? There's three more songs. Discounting all. I don't think there are any remaining skits. But do you want to talk about all of them, or is it worth talking about all of them? Uh, not necessarily um in i'm shady he makes a joke about getting uh raped by his preschool teacher and it sucks because <laughs> um, yeah. i don't think it's necessarily serving any purpose at all other than being shocking um and uh especially because he some- he rhymes it with the line i like funny things that make me happy and gleeful right um yeah he's he's reinforcing the idea that like uh boys can't be raped and when they by, are by women yeah and then when they are it's high five because they got laid bro yeah like the uh whole south park episode about that there's a whole fucking south park episode about that well i mean they are does it, does it satirize it or does it reinforce it or both uh you know what they do it's like both yeah um, cool 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 whatever they don't have a stance. They just some some Comedy Central shows just want to watch the world burn. That's true. 
so why do we fall yeah, in Master there's Trey? Some there's some interesting <laughs> moments in Bad Meets Evil. I think I have a sound sample from that where the flow is kind of good. You say Bad Meets Evil. This is very good. That's kind of the opposite of both those things. Yeah. This is what happens when bad meets evil. We at the trees till we look like Vietnamese people. He's evil and I'm bad like Steve Siegel. Love the law because I don't agree with police either. Shit, me neither. We ain't eager to be <laughs> legal. So please leave me with the keys to your Jeep Eagle. I breathe ether and three lethal amounts while I stab myself in the knee with a diseased needle. Yeah. Pretty good. Yeah, that's that's the chorus, right? Or at least I think so. So it's one version of the chorus, yeah. Because yeah. this is what happens when bad meets evil, and we hit the trees till we look like Vietnamese people. He's evil, and I'm bad, like Steve Siegel. Uh, I think <laughs> Seagal, I guess, but whatever. Yeah, I like that. It's a <laughs> yeah, good joke. I, I do like that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't appreciate the look like Vietnamese people, but I think what he's saying is like Viet Cong, right? Um, and I think he's. <sighs> I think in their context, they're doing it out of like, oh yeah, they're badass. Right. It seems, but still, it sucks, you know. But like, it seems it's not fairly celebratory of them as being badasses, but it also is not good. <laughs> but they're also great. calling them bad and evil. Right. <laughs> but in the context of the song, bad and evil is to be celebrated. Whatever. <laughs> Wait, bad uh, is good. Whoa. It's just another thing that rhymes. Yeah. And, basically. Yeah. So. Um. Yeah. And then he has a, a sequel song to one of the ones we talked about. It's called Still Don't Give a Fuck. Wow, it's it's four songs later and he still doesn't give a fuck? <laughs> Why, that's like Thanks 20 whole minutes. Him, <laughs> wow. It's been 20 whole minutes and he still doesn't? I do think it's kind of funny that he's like toasting the weed that he's done with a blunt. <laughs> for all the weed that I've smoked, yo, this blunt's for you. <laughs> I think Charlie Kaufman wrote that. <laughs> wrote yeah. that rap. Oh, shit. To all the drugs that I've done, yo, I'm still going to do. <laughs> I'm, pour, I'm pouring one out for all the beers I drank. Yeah, exactly. For all the 40s I drank. It's it's very, um, ah, shit. What's the guy's name? Uh, the comic, the deadpan comic. Fuck, why am I forgetting his name? I'm so bad at memory. Uh, Mitch Hedberg. That's it. He has the he has the line. Um, I used to do drugs, but I it. still do too. <laughs> You're welcome. I still do, but I used to too. <laughs> I used to too. That's that's what it was. Thank yeah, you. that's very good. Thank you for being my memory for me. It's nice to have yeah, well, uh, to be able to delegate that. It up still. Yeah. So Eminem still doesn't give a fuck. Twenty minutes later, and wow. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, I got, no, I got nothing to say about that uh, other than this has been a bummer. We knew it was going to be a bummer. I think yeah. it might be a little bit more of a bummer. Although in the next album they have Stan, and I really I remember liking that. I think he's going to get better at storytelling. Yeah, and not just like lean on shitty tropes. Yes, I think it's going to stay dark, but it's going to have a more of a purpose. That's my hope. Hmm. I agree. Yeah. I think. Yeah. I. Well. I'm hoping and I believe that he starts getting back to what made his first album good. 
because I recall liking that pretty well. Yeah, uh, you mean like just good rap? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. In some of the in some of the songs, and not being a completely shallow edge lord. Yeah, and there was some stuff that was just sort of fun. Yeah, for the sake of fun. Right. I don't know how much more we'll, we'll see of that though. True. I think Eminem gets kind of like dark and kind of a downer, right? That's sort of the that's sort of the picture I get of him in the last ten or fifteen years. Yeah, but hopefully he'll do it with good rap. That would be much more tolerable and enjoyable, yes. All right. Well, any closing thoughts about this album? Uh, no, that was my closing thoughts. Oh, okay. Yeah, I guess me too. Yeah. I, so I was trying to do organically. Oh, well, Cameron, what you try to do organically, I try to do contrivedly. Okay. <laughs> so, you know, whatever. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, everyone. Thanks for listening. Uh, thanks for sticking with us in now our fourth calendar year. Um, yeah. Up next is the Marshall Mathers EP, which hopefully gets back to something that's more real to Eminem and has less of the uh, Slim Shady character. More like Slim Shitty, right? Until then, you can visit us online at boxset.website. You can go on our Discord. The link will be in the show notes. You can email us at email at boxset.website. Uh, you can go on iTunes. You know what? Uh, let's let's. Uh, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say you can have a New Year's resolution to go on iTunes and write us a review and click those stars. Um, that is a great way to help us without spending a dime. But also, if you want to spend a dime and help us to keep making the show, you can go to support.boxset.website. I will fix that dom- <laughs> subdomain redirect um, and uh, kick us a few bucks uh, for for less than one dime a day. It's true. Yeah, no matter what month, no matter how short the month is, for less than one dime a day, you can help us keep making the show and get access to all of our great bonus materials. We're planning and hoping to... God, I did that math fast. Yeah, that was great. (laughs) I'm so fucking smart. (laughs) It's so impressive. Yeah, powers of 10 are hard to calculate in your head. That's definitely for sure. Yeah, (laughs) that's for sure. (laughs) Yeah. um, Yeah, we for as little as two dollars a month, you can get access to all our bonus materials, including our weekly mini show that we uh, mentioned earlier. This week, we talked about Jojo Rabbit and the leftover season two and three, and we're planning on watching Eight Mile, uh, the Eminem movie. I I'm in this uh, situation all the time where I like run out of my preferred podcasts, and then I just like whenever you like sign up on a Patreon, and they have an extra podcast, you could just like bust through and just binge for a while <laughs> you can totally bust yeah i just ran through those podcasts <laughs> high five bro oh <laughs> uh, yeah uh Bustin yeah. makes me so feel good you can do that on the on this show yeah you can also listen to cameron's other podcast which is called get up in the cool it is about and is traditional music often old-time appalachian music i've been Speaking of binging, I've been binging some of the back catalog that I uh, have not caught up with yet, and it is very fun. I've been really enjoying Thanks. it. Yeah, good stuff. Um, check that out also. Um, and until next week with the Marshall Mathers EP, I've been Nathan Hunt, and even the Pope does it. I've been Cameron DeWitt. I'm going to go steal cookie from the Pope. <laughs> Both have Pope-related sign-offs. <laughs> you got it. Man, I love that cool song the Pope did where he's like, I love it when you call me Il Papa.
Oh dear. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> That's a very good reaction to that. I like that. Ah. <sighs> <sighs> Oh, sigh.